So we're actually starting this now, as we've been trying to for the last 20 minutes. First things first, we're going to Vegas in a few weeks, right, guys? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yes. Be a lot of except, except for Dean, who decided not to go. Why do you keep bringing yeah, that up? Well, it's just sad that you can't get off of work, but it's okay. So, question. Uh, Vegas edition of the Two Bums and Mike Sports podcast? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sitting at the sports book. Yes. At the sports book. Sitting there. Like there in the seats as we're recording making making bets. Yeah. Is that good? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. You just hear the random people in Vegas. In Vegas. Exactly. There's a lot of things you could do in Vegas. It's there not is just a lot of things. Do we want to go to a show? I'm not going to lie. No hate here, but Adele is residency. All right. Vegas, you know how, like, you I, how I was, I was just about to say, like, define shows. Because there's a lot of different shows in Vegas, guys. Yeah, there's a lot of different shows in Vegas. Uh, I honestly want to take a peek and see what shows are in Vegas. Sebastian Maniscalco, who's a comedian from Chicago, is going to be there. He's actually hilarious. Oh, he's hilarious. He? Yes. Yeah, yeah maybe he's we got a... Oh wait, I think I do know this guy. I always the name rings a bell to me at least. Yeah, stop depending looking on... at the crown mole thing. <laughs> oh yes, it is that guy. That yes, guy is amazing dude. That guy is so funny. If he's there, oh, we I don't really know anything about him. For me Mike, though, like I... But anyway, it's finally the new year, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. We... Happy New Year. New Year, but what, what we ended up wanting, what we ended up doing is taking a little bit of break. We all kind of got burnt out a little bit near, like, near the middle of November, and we all kind of collectively decided, like, you know, let's just take uh, the holiday season off and come back for New Year's. So if you're wondering where we've been, that's what has happened, and we are now back full-time. We might have some big news sharing with all you guys next week or within the coming weeks, so be on the lookout for that. But for the 2024 year, we are back officially. So thank you all for listening right now. And thank you all for sticking with us. It all truly means a lot to us. Right? Pulse is back. CM Punk and The Rock. Is yes. Is The Rock officially back? Or did he no. come to talk? Oh, yeah, he just came to talk, right? He's never officially back. Like... God, we are jumbling around all the topics that we're going to talk about. So we'll get to that later. The first thing that we're going to talk about is Shohei Otani. Because that happened during a little hiatus. The aforementioned Shohei Otani, who's easily the best baseball player in the world right now, was was projected to get a record-breaking MLB contract. Even with him having surgery on his elbow again, effectively Tommy John surgery again for a second time on his throwing arm, people wondering what kind of record-breaking contract do you get? What he ended up getting, 10-year, $700 million contract. $700 million. That not only shatters the MLB record of Mike Trout's 12-year, $426 million contract, that also breaks the world record for sports contracts, beating out Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. And, like, uh, think about that for a second. And fun fact, that was only one million less than Kevin's last bonus. Oh my God. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> was not. 
<laughs> if Kev got that for a bonus, he would not be here right now. I'm just letting you guys know that. He I'd would be not. in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be in Vegas <laughs> early. <laughs> be in Vegas early and we'd never see him again. No, I don't know about that. Didn't we have but a discussion but... too on New Year's though? Like, yeah, if we, we won that kind of money, like, I honestly, like, I would still be working. I'd, st- I'd still work. Like, if you got I'd $700 see- million, like, just snap your fingers, it's there in cash or in your bank account, whatever, you would still be working at $700 million. Wow. Yeah, because at that point, it's not about the money. It, it, it's about, you know, keeping my mind going, keeping, you know, growing as a person. You know, if I was 60 years old, 50 years old, different do you, story. Do you count, say, being a CEO as working? Oh, yeah. Being a CEO? It's like running, like, it's like a running work a, that's done by the It's like running a business is technically working. I know, like, oh, when yeah, you say working, time. it's like, you know, being a nine-to-fiver. But, like, if you're running yeah. a business, if you got $700 million and you started your own business of whatever you wanted to start, yeah. Does that still technically count as working? Because you can oh, literally yeah. just pay everybody yeah. to just do all the work for you. Yeah, but I'm going to be honest. If it was my company, I would want to have a say and understand what's going on day to day and how I can make it better and grow the company. I mean, you being know? a CEO is a lot of headache and stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's easy it's to say, oh, the, the CEOs make a ton of money. and But I'm going to be honest. They do a lot of work. It, and it's a lot of stress. Every decision you make affects the whole company and the board watches over you, you know? So I, it, it's a harder position than people make it out to be. Now, maybe like as the company gets going, maybe you have less roles to do because you got to find the right people to put in charge. But like when you first start out a company, that's a lot of work. Yeah. No, I agree. But when you have $700 million, I think you got a pretty good head start, I'd say. Yeah, but oh, yeah. yes, but- $700 million, time, you can just buy your own company. Buy exactly. Yeah, you could, you could, you could, yeah, you could buy out a different company. Yeah. A buy a car wash. Bro. Penny. Buy yeah. A car wash. Breaking Bad, bro. Oh, dude. Yes. Great, you get a bunch of storage show. units full of gas. Never saw and it. And then I, oh, Mike, <laughs> you would like it. No, I, I, I've the, seen clips the, of it. I the don't story think I really good. I well, heard it. But, it's a really yeah, good story. I don't think so. Well, Mike, <laughs> you haven't seen Mike, it. Mike, that's the thing, dude. Mike, Mike is so weird because he loves something. Like the story's amazing, and I'm like, yeah, they definitely are in some games and movies. And then other, I see other movies or talk about situations. He's like, oh, dude, the story's awful. I'm like, what's he talking about? Yeah, like, you know, you know what we're gonna talk about most recently? The new Aquaman movie. I'm gonna be honest. Yes. It sucks. I, mean, well, yeah, I haven't okay. seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Okay, so I, I, I won't say anything. But like, I will. I, I won't. Development. Character development alone made the story. I and you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it. I very much do. I want to see it. I want to see it. No, no, we're not gonna. No, we're not spoiling anything. I'm just gonna let you. Okay, here's this is not. I'm not gonna spoil anything for you, like of like what happens in the movie. But essentially, the beginning part of the movie, the first five minutes of the movie, is literally Jason Momoa recapping the whole entire first movie. Like that's yes. the whole movie. Talking to us like we're dumb between. watchers. Like you didn't know, they, I did they this. Do that? And then it became And then that's what yeah. this movie is. They, they did that in uh, Avatar. Yeah, like the, that, the blue, yeah. the blue people Avatar. Yeah, yeah the blue people Avatar. Well, the for the second one. Yeah. Second one. Yeah, because the second, yeah, like the second one is not 
super good compared to the first one. It's the same thing here. Yeah, well, the whole first five minutes point. of the movie, Jason Momoa literally recapping the first movie and talking down to us like we're a bunch of dumb idiot watchers. And then a whole so. bunch of different parts of the movie, there's more recaps and talking to everybody like we're dumb because little kids. Because it relates to the previous movie. But the it's, thing like, I it's like, it literally recaps the whole... I did not like the way of like how they kind of talk to the audience as like we're dumb watching. It's like no, yeah. we, like we'll we, we, we pay attention to the movies, but it's literally like you know every hero has a story, and you know what? I started here, and then I met my mom, and then I became King of Atlantis, and then I found my brother, and then I got with this hot chick, and then we had a baby, and like all this type of stuff, and it's like okay, so uh, it's Amber Heard like five minutes of yes, yeah, Amber Heard in the movie. She is in the like movie. the whole movie? I did not like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I I yeah, did which... not like the new Aquaman at all. I thought it was. I enjoyed bad. it. I thought it, I thought it was good. Was it? The but, but that's movie also ever? no. I, I that's I feel like that's still biased for you in a way because you love Aquaman to death. Like I do. I do. I feel like there's a little bit of bias. But there. there was a lot of there's a lot of character building for some of the characters in that in that movie. Like it, it set it up great for a third one. And I'm more than I, happy to go see it. I disagree, but I guess we'll agree to disagree. I did not like it at all. What well, I wanna go everyone, see Yeah. I wanna go see the Iron Claw. That's what I wanna see. What the heck is that? Nobody knows what that is, do they? Oh my god. I I've seen it, I've seen the advertisement for it. Oh my god, I want to see it. It, it. It's hard to explain. It, it, it's a professional wrestling movie, and, it, and it's really drawn a lot of attention, not just for the wrestling community, but for like worldwide movie watchers. It's a really good story. It talks about the, the Von Erich family and the tragic history of it and how it came to be. Yeah, like if you go on YouTube, I, I saw they, they put it out for the whole public to see. It's essentially the 40 minute Dark Side of the Ring episode. Which Dark Side of the Ring is essentially a company that makes like 40 minute, hour long or so episodes just talking about the dark side of professional wrestling. Like they talked about the Chris Van Wall story. They talked about the plane ride from hell. They talked about the Von Erics. Like they talk, talked about like kind of bad things that have happened behind scenes in wrestling and things that, that just happened during like doing like on screen like sometimes real life things that are happening and so uh, there this iron claw movie the iron claw is talking about the von Erich family and everything that happened and it, like it ha- what's his name um zach efron's in it and i don't know if that was an older face but i don't know the name but it has like an 88 percentage on Rotten tomatoes and it looks phenomenal and i really want to see it i like zach efron <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, he, he, he is all right, dude. Dirty Grandpa, great movie. Dude. Okay, dude, so anyway, there's Robert De Niro and Zac Efron. It was hilarious. Yeah. So Shelley O'Connor, we saw off track a lot. Never seen it. It's not a great movie, but Baywatch? anyway, it's no. never seen Baywatch. No, 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 no. No, Dean, Dean, The Rock literally literally returned to Monday Night Raw last night. He talked about Baywatch. He literally made fun of how nobody saw it. <laughs> he literally said that live on TV on Monday Night Raw yesterday. So nobody watched Baywatch. 
Well, you, thanks, thank you for giving The Rock his fifteen dollars for your movie ticket. I'd give him thirty. <laughs> he deserved. It. Yes. Yeah, because that that'll make a difference. So anyway, Shohei Otani that we've somehow gone way off the tracks of. Shohei Otani had this massive contract. The craziest thing about this contract is that it's ten years, seven hundred million dollars. It's actually twenty years. The first ten years of this contract to twenty thirty three will be paid out two million dollars per year. He will be only paid two million dollars for the next ten years. And the next six hundred and eighty million dollars is deferred for the twenty for from twenty thirty four to twenty forty three. So that way, the Dodgers can pay for more players in these next up and coming years. Think about this for a second. Shohei Otani for the next ten years is going to be paid only two million dollars. Leoy Garcia is going to be paid three point five million dollars this season by the White Sox that he got DFA from last year. I would have taken like maybe ten million a year, but, you know, still give him money to play with, but you know, take a little bit. But apparently, it was Shohei's idea. It was his idea to defer that well, much. Well, that shows right there that he's not there for the money; he's there to win, and that's what a ball player should do. But you, but Kev, you say that it like, like, why wouldn't you just make it like ten million, make it a little more reasonable? You, you do realize like all the different advertisement money he gets, right? From not that's just true. from not just the states, from across the globe, because he is a international superstar. Yeah, he so is. I suppose it's not just the pay. He gets two million from the Dodgers' salary, but he's getting all kinds of money from everyone else. So he doesn't care. He's like, yeah. It's estimated that he makes roughly forty-five million dollars a year just on commercials and advertising. Oh my god! Oh my god! Just on that alone. How do I get that? Become elite at hitting and pitching at the major league level. That's what you got to do. I'll get on that. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> no, joke, like- I have a coworker that works with me, and he tried out for the Cubs. Wait, have you told us about this guy? Might have. I don't know if I have actually. I don't know. We fresh everybody because that's interesting. Talk about that. Yeah. So he's a guy I used to work with on my previous team. He, uh, yeah, he tried out. He was a really good ball player. He tried out for the Cubs. Um, but at that point in time, they needed more speed, and he was fast, but he wasn't as fast as they needed. So um, I think they kind of disqualified him on the base of just not being as fast as they needed at the time. But he did try out, and I'm like, that's pretty insane. Like, that's awesome. So you know what else is really insane? I sidetrack a little bit. I'm watching the Bulls game right now. They are losing 107 to 78 Whoop. to the 76ers. <laughs> there is nine minutes left in the in the fourth quarter. Perfect. 107-78. Yeah, it's bad right now. <laughs> that sounds like the Bulls. It does sound like the Bulls. It sounds like Jerry's son. Oh. <laughs> sounds like Conoshovis. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's what it really sounds like. But can you think about that for a second? Literally, Leori Garcia is going to be making more money this year than Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is now a two-time well, MVP. Well, base salary. Base salary. We know. 
Yeah, yes, off a of base salary. But like, think about that for a second. Leo's not even signed to a team. That is kind of crazy. He's making three point five million dollars from the White Sox. Shohei Otani is making two. But now the Dodgers, oh my God, they are making the MLB equivalent of a super team. Like they have signed Shohei Otani. They got Yashiboto Yamamoto from Japan as well. They they traded for Tyler Glasnow and signed him to an extension. They already had Freddie Freeman. They have Mookie Betts. Like, Jesus, stop. They're insane. It's incredible the team they're building. And what's funny is that they're going to win like 107, 110 games, whatever it may be. And yet they're going to get to the division series of the championship series in the National League and find the Padres, the Phillies there and get swept by them. Because that's what keeps happening to them. Yeah, it's a big sad. the White Sox. <laughs> oh, our White Sox. Listening to this episode, there's nothing to talk about. This ep- about the White Sox. By the White Sox hurting us every single year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God! If that if that was them sponsoring us, my God, we'd be billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, Kev? <laughs> what's so funny? What, what's so funny over there, Kev? <laughs> if you're watching videos, if you're watching no, Gordon Ramsay no, or something, and while no, we're recording, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm doing a podcast, and Dean's sending me <laughs> links to charge to challengers. Stop <laughs> texting <laughs> him truck links. <laughs> He's not gonna co-sign any truck with you. You're not gonna get a, a nice like Ram pickup truck or whatever the hell you're sending him. Anytime oh, yeah, yeah, it's a challenge. No, I, I don't want sending him links. It's okay. I don't need it. The love of. Well, that's good. Yeah, you're gonna pay for it yourself. Yeah, well, I don't have any confidence. I'm not even sending him trucks. So, what are you sending him? Muscle cars. Yeah. Kev, what is he sending you? Because he's not being very discreet. Muscle cars. Yeah. I just said a muscle car. Muscle cars. Yeah. Muscle that cars. could be anything. Challenger. <laughs> Challenger. Thank you. Thank That's what I'm looking for. That's so hard, Dean. Yeah, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to go jump in this pond over here. You do that. See how long you can swim for. Um, <laughs> he's a fool. Uh, just like me. Speaking of drowning in a different way, the Chicago Bears. Ooh. The, Sh- the Chicago Bears. Where do we even begin with the Chicago Bears? They're they... definitely not floaters. They drown. Well. What? No. Recently, <laughs> but we could talk about the Bears for a long time. And I'm, I, there's a lot of things we need to talk about about the Bears right now. First things first, for the second year in a row, they will have the number one overall pick in the draft. Carolina officially like lost this last weekend, officially claiming the number one spot with the worst record. But with the trade that they made last year to acquire the Bears' number one overall pick, their number one pick now goes to the Chicago Bears in this upcoming draft. So, as we currently sit at this current moment in time, as we talk. The Bears have the number one overall pick from Carolina, and their own pick is sitting at number 10, as we currently record this. 
and now the huge questions start to rise. What do Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears do? Do they keep the number one pick and draft a quarterback, replace Justin Fields, and most likely trade him? Or do they keep Justin Fields, trade the number one overall pick, get a whole bunch more draft capital, and build around him? That is now going to be the question of all questions being asked a million different times until the draft this coming uh, summer or whenever it is. So, Junior Gale Center. That that was. was, I like that idea. So, so what? Now, okay. So you, so you, all three of you are saying you would, you would want to keep Fields and get Marvin Harrison, like preferably in a center. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I, I, I go back and forth with this because there's pros and cons to each. There are pros and cons to each. I'm gonna explain them to you guys. So keep Justin Fields, right? The mm-hmm. thing with yeah, Justin yeah. Fields is that Justin Fields, after this season is over, they have to decide if they want to pick up his fifth-year option. That's how this works. So let's say they do they do pick up his fifth-year option. Next year, they will have to pay him $25-plus million. The following year after that, it's going to be somewhere around thirty-five. So that's a lot we'll of money to- in and of itself. And if they decide to extend him, the the way that the NFL works is that they're not going to just pay because he's he's not a top of the league elite quarterback. He's not, at least not at this moment. He does not deserve that type of contract, ergo two hundred and fifty plus million dollars, where he'd be being paid roughly forty five million dollars a year. He's not worthy of that. But that's what he's going to get because that's how the league pays. That's how teams are essentially paying quarterbacks now. You don't believe me? Look at Daniel Jones. I rest my case. My point is, is that they're about to pay him a hell of a lot of money really quickly in the next few years. They're about to pay a hell of a lot of money to Jalen Johnson. You think about T. Higgins, who could be a free agent if they don't get Marvin Harrison Jr. That's a hell of a lot of money right there. My point is that in these next two years, they're about to commit more than um, more than forty percent of their salary cap to about four to five players, which will extremely hinder you. So that's the point of if you keep Justin Fields, that's the reality you're gonna have to face. Because yes, Justin Fields has been on the rise a little bit, and a lot of people are saying just build around him, okay? But you have to pay him and all these other elite guys. That even on your old team that are going to be up soon and if you want to keep them how are you going to afford that even with the salary cap that you have but if you decide to draft a quarterback you reset that clock and build around yeah, I mean, that they only my I'm, I'm not they, they only I thought they if they pick up the fifth of the year they only have to pay him for this one year right? and they could yeah again after correct I mean, if they pick up his fifth year, year it's just for the fifth year and then it's it, yeah. the fifth year but, will be whatever it is on this contract, and then after next year, if they do yeah. do that, yeah, that's what I then they would have to re-sign him. Yeah, well, for this year. this the next and this right now is Fields' third season. Next year will be his fourth. The season after that will be his fifth. They will mm. they have to decide to pick up his fifth year option at the end of his third season. That's how these 
these uh, like uh, was it like first round draft pick quarterbacks contracts work. That's how no, they for, uh, entry level like their first contract. That's what I'm saying. Like first round quarterback contracts work. That's how they work. So this is the end of his third season, and they have to decide whether they want to keep him for essentially one more year or two more years, one way or another. Yeah, it's tough but, because honestly, I, I like the idea of picking up some big guys that are going to defend our QB. But at the same time, I don't know how much I trust Justin Fields. Do I that, think we can would, build around him? Yes, but it's a lot of money to dish out if we're uncertain. Plus, right, let me put it this plus, way: Do you think that it's more talent than Justin Fields, like raw talent-wise? Raw talent. Justin yeah. Fields beats him by not by a huge amount, but definitely beats him. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I mean, Rock Cody is a good. Look, he's a good talent. I I agree, but I mean, if you think about it that way, then shouldn't the Bears just do what San Francisco did and build a super team around the quarterback? I'm gonna be honest. If, 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 if Rock Cody and Justin Fields swapped spots in the beginning of this season, I think they would look the same. I think each team would look exactly how they look right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the thing uh, with Justin Fields would also the look thing amazing with, on San Francisco. But I don't I don't think Rob Purdy would look as good as he does if he was no, on Chicago. I'm the, I feel like I'm decline. Maybe they would have one or two less wins, but I think it's relatively the same. Honestly. I don't know, man. He's got considering how, no, considering how this no. considering, considering how this Bears team has immensely improved from last year, what they purposely went yeah, out to course. lose. It still baffles my mind that last year people were saying, this is a Ted Wing team. You guys are morons. That team was purposely built to fail and lose to get the number one pick. And they did that. That was the sole purpose of last year. Now this year was the proven year for Justin Field. He got him a top 15 wide receiver in DJ Moore. He got him an all-pro level right and uh, oh god, why am I blanking on his name? Um, um, Donnell Wright. You got you got him his left side that needs to be improved, but is getting better. The defense, this defense of this Bears team has literally gone from thirty first to top five. Their pass rush defense is number one in the league right now. This defense yeah, has become elite very quick. This team I, I, has a lot of things going forward right now. I don't want to take anything away from the defense, but also look at who they've played for like the last five weeks. Then that's a fair point. They have they played one over five hundred team in the last seven weeks, and that was Detroit. And that's and a fair point a lot to of make. Backup quarterbacks. They have played a lot of bad quarterbacks. Again, that that's and that goes into this whole conversation about yes, the Bears have been playing really well, but look who they faced. It's you know, it's NFL players, don't get me wrong. Every game is a hard game to win because it's the NFL. But at the same time, you're not talking about the Kansas Cities. You're not talking about the San Francisco's. You know, they're not facing those teams, the Cincinnati's. They're not facing those teams. They're facing Detroit, and that's about it. Those the good teams, at least in this last two months. So, the, another thing with just the fields. With Green Bay, yeah, this upcoming weekend. The thing with Justin Fields, though, is that if you want to keep Justin Fields, okay. 
assistant, that coaching staff is not going anywhere, guys. Nobody's getting fired. If if Justin Fields I mean, stays, I, they all stay. I mean, that includes Justin Gatsy, Fields. That includes Matt Eberflus. I think Fields would do so much better without. And if you had like Harbaugh. But the thing is, if you if you keep Justin Fields and bring in a new set of guys, let's say it's Jim Harbaugh and his old coaching staff, right? That's three coaching staffs in four years at the NFL level. If you go back to college, that's five coaching staffs in roughly seven to eight years. That's a lot yeah. on the view. You went from Georgia, yeah, but- transferred to Ohio State, came in with uh, John Fox, did Matt Nagy, and now Matt Eberflus. Not yeah, John do you Fox, think, Matt Eberflus do you th- and Matt Nagy. And- do you think that Eberflus's coaching style special to Fields at all, though? I don't think... Well, it seems to be working in... It, it's, it, it seems to be working over this last seven weeks. I'll give him that. This defense has looked tremendously better. Like I said, they're a yeah, top five I, overall. Well, defense the defense is doing good. I'm talking about Fields. I'm talking about the offense. But in these la- definitely in this last game against Atlanta and these few games before, they've been putting up 28 to 35 points. Yeah, sure, but I, I, just, I don't see them but, looking worse with Harbaugh. I could only see them getting better. I don't think Eberflus coordinator I have any I, I don't agree, think but, that but, if you get rid of them, I don't think Fields is gonna suffer. I think he'd only do better. I having an I agree, but like you coach. can't ask but you can't ask a starting level quarterback to get three different coaching steps. Three different offensive schemes in four years. You can't have them do that. That's too much for any. No, I get it's, it is a lot. Even if but you're I'm Tom Brady, I, you can't do that. If no, but if you, you get a brand new coaching staff, they're going to get a new quarterback. Ergo, they're going to draft one of number one overall. I mean, I could honestly, if they got, I, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't trust the Bears to be able to develop a quarterback. If I think if the Bears don't I, get a new coaching staff and they do get a new quarterback, I think they'll be the biggest mistake ever. Yeah. The, the, one of two things is going to happen. Either they draft a new quarterback, whether that's Caleb Williams or J.J. McCarthy or whoever out of this draft. If they draft a quarterback, they're going to get a new coaching staff because they're not going to do that to Justin Fields. Or they keep Justin Fields and this coaching staff stays and they build around Justin Fields more. Though it's one of those two. It's not fire Luke Getzi replace him or the coaching staff stays and they get a new quarterback. Like it, it's not any other. It's one of those two. There's no in between. This is what the reality of it is. It's I mean, one we of those also two. Literally so what do you want about, more? We were also literally talking about Eberflus like at week five. We're bad there at one point. I agree. That's why I, another thing I was going to bring up to you guys is that, like we like we've just talked about, is that the Bears have been playing you know, pretty good this last seven weeks or so. Is this too little, too late? That's the next question because Justin Fields and the Bears, like we've just said, have been playing really well these last two months. On paper, I, mean, I don't think I don't think it is a little too too little too late because. Uh, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll at, wait. go ahead. If you you look at last year, uh, there was a team in our division 
that started the season off one and seven. And they completely, everybody was talking about, well, this is a dumpster fire. You know, what's going on here? Do we need to make changes? And then all of a sudden they started winning. They, they turned their season around. They almost made the playoffs and they knocked the Packers out of the playoff in week 18 on Sunday night football. So no, I don't think it's too little too late because it's literally they, the bears are having that same trajectory. albeit. um, with a few extra losses because it's just, you know, it's the Bears. Uh, well, actually, just only one extra loss so far, depending on what happens uh, this coming week in, in Lambeau. But, no, I, I don't think it's too little too late. Um, Eberflus is, I mean, the locker room, you know, loves him. Like, every every player they interview say that, like, we love Eberflus, like, and they're just nothing but praise and and you know I just I, I just think I think he was giving I think he was given a, a shit hand and you know the cards are flipping the table and the, you know the, the the first few cards you know were kind of eh you know and it looked really bad but then you know the next cards and like all of a sudden then now we have something so no I don't I, think I'm gonna little, I'm gonna push back a little bit just a little bit i'm gonna push back at the point of every single player has talked great about matty there's there's definitely not been i would say that like over these last some odd weeks there have been some games where the offensive scheme has just not been there and the worst some players i i oh god i can't remember who it was on the top of my head but there was somebody definitely that was talking to the media and they were asking like, well, why did you do this route? You know, like this didn't make any sense, essentially. Why, why are we doing this? And he's like, well, I'm just doing what I was told. That's not, I wouldn't have done that, but that's just what I was told by the coaching staff. Like there's definitely a little, just a tiny bit of passive aggressiveness a few times during this season from players to Maddie Bufus and this coaching staff. It's not all sunshine and rainbows over there. There's definitely been points where the, these players are not fully on the side of medieval blues. We also forget that three separate times this season in losses, the Bears were winning by double digits in the fourth quarter and lost all three of those games. I think we're also forgetting no the defense. No other team in the history, the history of the NFL has ever done that. No team ever has done that in a single season. 15 or more, three separate times in the fourth quarter. All of them lost. I think we're also forgetting the defensive, defensive coordinator was like fired out of a cannon. We don't know why. Well, <laughs> yeah, he, he he broke HR violations, and that's all we know. Yeah, but we don't know what, what exactly he did. And then the other, I think, same with the running back coach. Yeah, this is Matt Eberflus's handpicked coaching staff. Yeah, it shows the quality of who he picks. Exactly. Obviously, not good. Like so, you got to take that into account, buddy. And I bring the point again about is this too little, too late? Are we going to discredit anything about the criticisms that we've been talking about with Justin Fields over this last three years? What criticisms have we been constantly talking about with Justin Fields? Oh yeah, he's very indecisive. He doesn't throw the ball super accurately. He takes too much time. He can't process in the zone. He's bad in the pocket. All these type of things. Are we not going to? 
just totally forget about it because he's had a good handful of games over this last month or so. In three years, those last seven games, he's played really well. Are we not going to forget the last 30 before that? His last, okay, no, it's not the last, like, six. Over his last 17 starts, he's put up impeccable stats. Uh, I, I, I don't have it around me, but I think it was around, like, 4,100 total yards. I'm not, I'm like not talking 28 about specific stats right now. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about those points of everything that I just said. Do you agree or disagree that he's had a whole lot of problems being indecisive in the pocket? I mean, sure, but I mean... Who, okay. Do okay, you agree look, or disagree we, we look, that we, he's had a hard time with the run scheme and, and making and getting and reading the defense scheme. and getting getting the ball to the receivers. Has he had a hard time or a bad time? Oh, you a hard time or a good time? There's a lot of games where he was, especially at the beginning of the season, he was basically running for his life. Yes. Exactly. Would, I agree. He would get the ball then get immediately pounded. Can we also, but do we also want to talk about a, a, when they face off against Cleveland? They had eight. Eight. Three and outs. That's awful. That's really, really bad. Cleveland also has like a top three defense in the league, but we're not going to talk Besides about it. Besides the point, if you if you want to keep Justin Fields as you say you do, that can't happen. Whether it's an elite defense or not, that simply cannot happen under any circumstances. Right? Eight three and outs in the second half alone? My, my point in all of this is that, is that you guys want to keep Justin Fields. Okay, you have to put everything that we've just talked about into context. And really, truly, and honestly, got to think about this. Because this is not an easy decision. This is not a slam dunk for either, either side of this coin. From Ryan Poles, it's not easy. What, whatever choice he makes, whether he decides to move off of Justin Fields and trade him and draft, say, Caleb Williams, or he decides to keep Justin Fields, Whichever one he decides, it has to work or he is fired. If he keeps Justin Fields and passes on Caleb Williams, which again would be the second year in a row that he passes on the number one pick, ergo a chance at a generational quarterback. If he keeps Justin Fields and Caleb Williams becomes an all-pro and Justin Fields doesn't work out, he's fired. If he drafts Caleb Williams and trades Justin Fields and Justin Fields actually thrives wherever else he goes and Caleb Williams doesn't work, he's fired. Ryan Poles is. My, Whatever he decides, it has to be right. This is not an easy decision. It's not an easy one. Oh, yeah, just do this. No, it's, it, yep, there's so many different contexts that we have to think about in all of this. Am I the only person that doesn't think Caleb Williams is going to be good? Me. I, I, uh, well, I, I think it, it, I think it's very easy to clearly see that he is very talented. I don't think there's any question about that. My my concern about is his work ethic and his attitude. That's my biggest critique in him. Like every single expert, every single analyst, every single possible person that has anything to do with NFL and college level football all say Caleb Williams is going to be the number one overall pick. That is a given. That's, that's what's going to happen. That is set in stone. It is going to be Caleb Williams. But now you have to take on, is his attitude, is his maturity there? And that's what Ryan Poles has to figure out if he decides to keep the number one pick. And he does draft him. 
I don't think the talent is an issue. I think it's just his attitude and his work ethic. I think that's fair to say, isn't that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I, I mean, it's fair. I have worries about his off-field, you know. You know, however, you know, there's things that, you know, him saying he wants part ownership of the team or whatever, and I just don't think the Bears... He's never going to get that. He's no, I know, but I just, I'm afraid the Bears aren't, you know. The league wouldn't even approve of that. Even if the Bears, say, drafted him, and they said, yeah, we'll do it, the league has to approve of that. They're not going to approve that. But also just, look, I, I'm not going to be the one to sit here and pretend like I watch a lot of college football. I very I much only watch, you know, the playoffs, and then if there's maybe, like, a really good game on, I'll watch it. But I, I only, well, I watched a few games this year just of Caleb Williams, and every game I watched, he got just smacked around. So, I'm telling you guys, I my my if, I, if I'm picking number one, I'm either picking Drake May or JJ McCarthy. I've heard nothing but great things about the work ethic, the attitude, the playing ability wise. JJ McCarthy, it, it sounds like the guy, like he sounds like a winning ball player in any sort of sense. He any sort of bad thing that happens to the team takes it on itself. Takes on the blame. I need to be better. I need to do better. I need to do better. Anytime the team does great, oh my god, our defense was great. Our offensive line carried it. Like our running back, like coaching staff, like never talks about himself. Praises everybody else. Takes all the blame. That's a leader right there. That's a really good working ethic ball player right there in my eyes. I love JJ McCarthy a lot right now. Is he as good as say the wild talent of, of Caleb Williams? Maybe not, not precisely anyway, but he's still up there. You know, he's about to go to the national championship game. Michigan is about to go to the national championship and face, uh, what was it, Washington next week. So give him that. Penix, Penix, though. Oh, my God. Did you see that game? I did, yeah. I, I, I did watch that game, and I got about four hours of sleep because I stayed up watching that, and I had to get up super early for work. So, Penix, <laughs> I mean, he, 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 uh, he boosted his draft stock last night he, he's really good I think the only he's that's the quarterback for Washington right mm-hmm. yes I think the only downside about him is like if you look I think his last three years he like tore his ACL like every year oh yeah so he's been injured like every single season up except for this one is he is he has he declared for the draft I don't know I'm not well, I just uh, saw I just I saw I think somebody from Georgia just declared for, uh, for the draft, I swear. I saw a little bit ago. I forget who I put back at it, but I know somebody declared that they were going for the draft. But if, if Penix is declared for the draft, just with that performance alone, he'll be in the first round. I don't think he'll be in top 10, but I think he'll be anywhere between you know, 15 well, I, and 30. I think I think the Bears would do the best if they just okay, they get Marvin Harrison first, whatever. Then they get a center or you know someone on the line. But, then but the thing is, is the second or third round, you draft your quarterback like that but I well first of all they're not going to draft Marvin Harrison number one overall no like nobody has taken a wide receiver number one overall in a long time I mean it, well, why not he's that he's <laughs> that special it's it, but it's not it's not worth it at that high of a draft pick well then it's just down not to number two or number three but that's the point yeah if you'll go if you're going to if you want to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. It's more beneficial for you to draft well, it down oh, oh, two, I, two I think, three, four. I think, what, I think what Dean meant when he said by you take him first, 
I think he meant with the first pick that the Bears have. Yeah, I don't mean exactly, not not yeah. meaning like number one overall. Like, like the first get, pick, you know, the second overall pick or something, or you know, and you know for sure he's gonna well, be there. Let, let's let, let's think about this for a second. So the Bears have the number one overall. Washington has number two. New England has number three. Arizona has four. Giants have five. Let's just do the top five for a second. That with like a quarterback. I I mean besides Arizona. Arizona, no. Arizona is not going to draft Arizona because they're tied up. The the farthest that I think we should trade if we trade back is three, because New England and Washington are going to be looking for quarterbacks. For sure. You at least know that those two are going to draft a combination of Caleb Williams and Drake May, and then because Arizona. if Arizona has Marvin Harrison Jr. by the time they get there, they are going to take him. I think that's a given. So I think it, it, it would probably would be a good idea if the Bears say trade the number one overall pick to New England to get whatever they get back to get that number three spot to then have all that draft capital extra that they just got and we'll be able to get Marvin Harrison Jr. at three. But... If you if say the Giants come calling and like hey, we'll up it like we'll give you, you know, an extra player, an extra good player, or whatever whatever else they offer, you have to at least think about it because that could help benefit your team way more in the long run than say New England does. But you might have to give up on Marvin Harrison Jr. potentially. Do you do that? I wouldn't. Yeah, so if, if, if your if your idea is not you, getting a quarterback, then you have to get Marvin Harrison. You have to get Marvin Harrison. Let's. I'm just gonna throw. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna spit out a mock trade. I'm gonna just literally shoot from the hip. I'm not even really thinking about this. Let's say New England comes calling. They're gonna give you obviously their number three pick next year's number one, and like kind of the same thing as Carolina. Nick, uh, so they're gonna give you their number three next year's one. A year from that, two, and they're going to give you the best defensive player, whoever that may be, whatever that is. Okay, there's that's their offer. Here comes New York Giants. Here's the same offer. We're going to give you instead of a, a number, an extra number two, the year after that, we're giving you an extra one. So you're actually getting two first round picks instead of one. Do you do that for going from number three to five? Mm. So instead of next year, you have two number ones again you have two number ones again next year and two number ones the year I, after that if you think if you think justin at the bears if you think the bears are ready to win now and you think justin fields is your guy you're getting marvin harrison yes but it's not yeah because it's, it's not because it just keep trading back isn't going to be beneficial after we would you, you just keep extending the rebuild and what's the point yeah i agree but at that, at that same point, if you're the Bears are if, you, if you say you're extending the rebuild, at that point, if you're trading back, you're probably going to keep Justin Fields. So then, if Justin Fields is this guy that we're ready to build around, we now have three straight drafts where we have two Michael, first Michael, round picks. Michael, yes, okay, but is will there be a guy that's as that's good as Marvin Harrison about. Jr. next year? Well, every time you draft a player, it's not like you're guaranteed him being yeah, special. Getting, yeah, no, no one's guaranteeing anything. Well, I mean, but it, like Marvin Harrison is kind of guaranteeing it. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Caleb Nobody Williams ever is not guaranteeing. It. Yeah, Williams is not guaranteeing anything. 
F- Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin or- Harrison. I don't care. I, okay, I I will say this about every single ever drafted in a draft of any sport doesn't mean crap until they do it at the highest level. Marvin Harrison Jr., one of the best wide receiver prospects to ever come out of the draft in recent memory. Yes, that doesn't mean shit until he actually gets on the field to do it at the NFL level. And if once he does, okay. But I, if if it comes to push or shove, what would I want more? I would want more chances at high picks to really go at it. If it means, obviously, the deal has to make sense and logical. But, but then you're just you're just you kicking me the there's an option for three straight years with two first round picks in each draft. That's huge. And if that means you're st- sticking with Justin Fields, who maybe he's not just it, this is not just a pop up part of his game well these last seven games he's been really good and this is now sustainable for the years to come that's huge because now you guys are essentially going to be ready to win especially with all this cap that they have and you have all these draft picks for the next three years in the first round alone not mentioning everything else it's just you're just yeah but then next you're going to be like well then i can just trade away the pick again for another starter you know what i mean it's just Here's some key. It's going to be like, I don't know. It's okay. I'm not saying you do that every year. I'm saying mm-hmm. it, it's right now. What are we? What does it look at right now? You can't really look about what this is going to mean but in the future. That's what does this happen right now? That's not the trajectory. If, 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 if this year was the start of the rebuild, that's fine. But next year is going to be year number three. But and imagine in this. down to four or five. But imagine in this scenario, if you guys, you guys have said at the very beginning, you want to keep Justin Fields. And let's say that this scenario, Justin Fields is now about to take a major step and they're, they're basically going to be ready, they're going to be ready to win next season. Let's just say that for an example, right? Then you want to give them the best pieces. Yes. Exactly. So why would right you now. not want for your future? Let's say next year, the Bears go to the playoffs. Whether that's a division win, whether that's a wild card spot, whatever that may be, they get to the playoffs next year. Is my point, and they like, man, we did really well, but you know what? Kind of lacking in this. Good thing the next draft we have, we have two first round picks as a playoff team. Yeah, but it, what? I mean, and what most if they likely, don't make... one of those picks is going to be higher because the team that traded for it is most likely not super good. I don't see them making the playoffs with only. DJ Moore is their wide receiver, but that—that's the point. I'm saying, like in this scenario, and and also we can't discredit all the other wide receivers that are in this draft class. It's not Marvin Harrison Jr. and Bust. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft class. Coming no, out. I'm just saying Marvin Harrison Jr. is considered the best. I agree. But I mean, I don't know. Like that Jaylen doesn't mean hurts. I mean, like, I, don't, I it's just. Jalen Hurt. Jalen Hurts has AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Yeah, and Tua has uh, uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Uh, he looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Brock Purdy has Brandon Ayuk, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Debo Samuel. So my my point, I go back to again. If you guys want to keep Justin Fields, you trade back and get more picks. So that you can build more around him. Because, yes, we do need another wide receiver. I agree with you. You know, we also need a left tackle and a left guard. And a center. And an edge rusher. And we, also, we, have, more, we can help we have more pick. Not not every 
good offensive lineman comes out of the first round. Um, I agree, but you have more chances to do that. Is my point. Instead of spending top dollar, more, more, more when you chances. Spend top dollar, it goes. We have a ton of picks of this year. We had a ton of picks last year. We had a ton of picks. We have a ton of picks this year. This is what why why we got set up for this year. For this to be the year we get everybody we need. Correct. Otherwise, why you're, not literally, you're just in limbo. You're just doing the same thing over. Because yeah, you're just yeah. doing. The, you're just you're doing the same thing and expecting a different result. But why wouldn't you want to set yourself up best for the future? Because we don't know what that draft the draft class could be. And do you right? know this, what? This is the best wide receiver draft class that is going to be here probably for a while. Like, I don't know. Wide do you know about Justin Fields? If I don't know about the future in this draft, do you know about Justin Fields? Do you know that he's going to be the quarterback for us? Okay, well then, let, even let's say you don't get Justin no, Fields. No, 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 no. You need DJ Moore. No, 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 no. Answer my question. Answer my question. What's your do question? Do you, you and Christian, do you know that Justin Fields is the guy? One hundred percent, definitively, he's the Tom Brady for us for the next ten years. Do you know that? No. No, Christian. Do you know that? Taking this long to think about it, the answer is no. So that means that Justin Fields is not the official guy. He's not the Tom Brady for us in this scenario, which means you have to think about both ends to it. If he's not definitively Hello. the guy, you know your answer. I think the Bears are going to be off of him one way or another. Oh. Uh, my phone just cut out. I think, that, I think Ryan Pauls made his decision weeks ago that he's going to move off of Justin Fields and he's going to move off of this coaching staff and start fresh in the sense of restart the quarterback clock and whether it's Caleb Williams or J.J. McCarthy or whoever and he's going to bring in an elite coach whether that's um, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin whether that's Jim Harbaugh whether that's somebody else he's going to do that they're going to do that I feel like that's what that's where this this happened. I, I feel I like right now you, the Bears are in the position right now of going to Craig Council or Daniel Sway for the Cubs, and they moved on to Joe Madden or Rick Renteria to Joe Madden rather. This is what's happening right now. They're in the stage of like we're almost there, but now we need to take that extra that actual big boy stuff well, I mean, I, to get this Marvin going. Harrison. I mean, I agree, Marvin I agree with you with that, but I, I, I agree with you. That's what I think they're going to do. But that's not what we were arguing about. We were arguing about them just getting right. more picks. Yeah. I'm just saying, but that I, goes into this I whole don't collective think that's what discussion. Do. No, I, I honestly, I think the Bears are going to do something dumb, like draft another quarterback, and then he's not going to pan out. Yeah, Cause, maybe. Because the Bears could never, that, they could just never get a quarterback but I have more faith in Ryan Poles, mainly because Kevin Warren is there. Because Kevin Warren's there, I have way more faith in this team than I have ever had before. I have no faith Kevin at Warren, all until they show it. Kevin Warren has the track record of not taking any BS. He's built stadiums before. He's turned franchises around. He turned the Big Ten around. He does, he, wherever he goes, he makes it elite. There's a reason he came here. Because he wants to change this team and franchise into an elite one that it rightfully deserves to be. For too long, we've been mediocre and bottom feeders and a mom-and-pop shop, just run-of-the-mills type of team that doesn't actually do crap. I think because he's here, he's changing that. 
And I think this offseason is going to be the pivotal moment in this franchise forever. Because whatever they decide to do, it's going to impact this team for the next ten, uh, five to ten years. Whatever they decide to do this offseason. See it free agency-wise and the draft. This is a real pivotal moment in this franchise. And I think Ryan Poles and them have already collectively decided that Justin Fields, it's too little too late. It's not panning out. We're going to start over. We're going to reset the clock. We're going to get a brand new coaching staff and we're going to go on. Seven and nine. We won three games last year and we've won seven and we can win eight. I I agree with Mike, but the question wasn't what I I think the Bears are going to do. It's what I think. I think the Bears shouldn't get rid of Fields, but I think they will. I think they I think shouldn't, they should. And I think they and I think they won't. I think they should get rid of Fields, and I think they will get rid of Fields. I I think it's again. I can see both ways. I wouldn't be upset if they do keep Justin Fields, but there was a lot of parameters that they have to do to keep him there, which involves a lot of financial issues. Yes, they have a lot of cap space. Financial can, issues. Can, financial can, issues. They're paying pet. pet oh my god. Th- that. The amount of players that are going to be up in the next two years, that's going to cover a lot of finance. Congratulations, to keep every team that's good and that's getting good, it goes through that, Michael. It's not like we're the I only ones. I am aware. But you have to think about this not as solely as a fan, but as a business analyst, as an owner that deals with this. There's not an endless supply of money like there is in baseball. There is a salary cap. You can only do so much. That is right. why the Kansas yeah. City well, uh, Chiefs are okay, not doing so well right now. The, the Kansas City the Chiefs have, have now spent paying Patrick Mahomes $50 million a year right now. And look what's yeah. happening to them. They couldn't afford to p- keep Tyree Kill there because they have so much money pinned on Patrick Mahomes. Ergo, the Chiefs have looked way below where they've been these last few years because they don't have the offensive capability as they once did because they couldn't afford to keep or bring in players. They have a whole bunch of rookies and second year guys that just simply aren't doing it because they're not good enough because they couldn't pay for their guys or to bring in new guys. It's my point of what I don't want this to go. I don't want to spend they a they also they also, they also won like what, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowls, three two. Super Bowls. It's been working, but is it how sustainable is it? Is my point. I want this to be as sustainable as possible. I would rather I and I do this for every single sports team. I'd rather be in contention every single year, every single year, than to just be good for about two or three years and then never be good again. I'd rather it be that. If you tell me they're going to win the only two Super Bowls and they'll be bad for 50 years, or they're, they're just right there for every single year and we're just right there, I'd rather have that excitement every single year I would, than no. to just have the two championships <laughs> and then be done until we die. I'd rather have them win two championships. Yes. No. Dude, no. the Blackhawks were in cap hell for over a decade to keep a good team together a good enough team together to win three Stanley Cups in six years. And what happened? Oh, yeah, right. They all got old. The team sucked. And they were bad for a little while. But, oh, oh, then the rebuild happens. And then it starts up again. Yes, because the Blackhawks became yeah, a good you got, organization. You, want, you guys also you know that the Blackhawks The Bears have become at- a good organization. Not, not, no, 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 no. They have not proven anything yet. No, no, they haven't become a good organization. They're on the right track to become one. 
They haven't well, proved that's what I meant. Yet. That's more that I, that's more of what I meant. Proved crap yet. Well, they, they've, not they've gotten better. Yet. They've gotten better than last year. So I agree, but they still got a long way to go. There's a lot it's of things that they still sports. need to fix. Interior and exterior in that franchise. There's a lot of things that need to get fixed out there. Patrick Kane needed his Jonathan Taves. Connor Bedard needs his Macklin Celebrini or whatever. Uh, Justin Fields needs his DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I'm just saying. It would be great to have Marvin Harrison Jr. But that means is that Justin Fields is staying and the coaching staff stays. Are you okay with the coaching staff? But you staying? don't know because that. Like, they, they, no, no, no. They, I do know that because that's how, how this works. How do you 100% the, sure know? Because me. the Bears, no team will ever do this. And the Bears aren't going to do this. They're not going to give three different coaching staffs, three different offensive schemes for Justin Fields to learn in four seasons? No, they're not going to do that. Any right person would not do that in any organization. Nobody has ever done it in the history of the league. They're not going to do that. If they move off of Fields, the, the coaching staff is gone. New quarterback, new coaching staff. If Fields stays, the coaching staff stays with him. And obviously, they're going to need to hire a new defensive coordinator because Matty Boots has been manning the defensive coordinator staff since what's-his-name got fired. And he's doing That's a the, freaking heck of a job right now. That would be the only difference. And I've heard people on sports radio say, well, why not just make Matt Eberfuss the DC and hire a new coach? That's dumb. Because no, it, imagine this, Kev. Here you get promoted to executive vice president, right? Okay. You're, the, you're in the same company, executive vice president of whatever, whatever it is your job title is. And then here, you're like, you know what, Kev? We actually want you to go back down to just being you know, the producer. Or just as an as a t- job title, yeah. and we're gonna bring in a new guy to take your job, but you're still with the company. Okay, well, would that be? Would, would you like that? No. You obviously, get demoted in money, demoted in stature, all this stuff, but you're still with the company. I mean, is that is that you're pretty happy to just have a job? <laughs> but yeah. he's not screwing up. Is the point? He's right. doing I a pretty you think okay else job. Going to hire Matt Eberflus as his coach. They would, it, it, he, somebody would hire him as a defensive coordinator. I mean, yeah. this is that Manny Blues. Manny Blues has been coaching this team for the last two seasons. And now he's next year, he's like, you know, I'm just going to be the DC. Like, hey, guys, I'm not, your, I'm not your head coach anymore, but I'm right here. And here comes this guy that just took my job, now my boss. No, he's not going to do that. He's going to go on a new team to be a defensive coordinator and start fresh there. He's not going to do that. I mean, Lovey Smith got a job. <laughs> Yeah, but not with the Bears. He didn't take the, the Lovey, motion going from Lovey the Smith Bears head coach to the defensive corner. My point is that Lovey and Lovey Smith didn't become the head coach of the Bears. Did they get demoted to the defensive coordinator of the Bears? He left. No, he went to the defensive coordinator or head coach somewhere else. else. He went to the University of Illinois. Yeah. That's my yeah. point. He went somewhere fresh to do it. He's not taking the demotion on the same team. Same well, no, he was, the head, he was the head coach of Illinois. League. And then he was the head coach of the Texans last year. Do you guys do you guys get the point I'm trying to make here? Manuel Fuse is not going to take it to motion. If he's going to be a defensive coordinator, he's going to go somewhere else and do it and not take it to motion on the same team that he was just the head coach of. That's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. Justin Fields stays, the whole coaching staff stays. If they tra- if they get rid of Fields and draft a quarterback, a brand new coaching staff is coming in. It is one of those two. I can 100% guarantee it. There's no in-between. There's no middle ground. It's one of those two. 
which one do you want? I mean, I can see Anything. them. I can see them getting a new. Um, and, and think about this. Think about this. Uh, think about this from Ryan Paul's situation. Whatever you decide, whatever those two options are, because it, it's going to be one of those options. Whichever one you pick has to be right, or you're fired, and you become Ryan Pace, who's now an assistant to the front office at uh, Atlanta, where he makes like ten percent of what he once made as a GM. It's either it works out or you're fired. So which one is going to work? Take your pick. That's the reality that Ryan Poles and the Bears have to face this offseason. Yeah, I mean, wow, we've had a we've had a really good discussion for a while. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. I mean, this is, uh, well, Andy good. also has to take into consideration that you know the media asks you know of uh you know fields teammates like dj moore and and you know they all they they just say it they're like he's him you know uh, i want him to be the quarterback and if you go out and you get rid of him you might have a bunch of unhappy people but at the same time with that too they that's a fair point but here's the reality christian all those players are mercenaries they go where the money is they go to play the game if if another team comes off and you're like, hey, like I love this team. I love playing for Justin Fields. I love all this. Here comes the Atlanta Falcons. We'll give you ten million dollars more than you're paying now. Bye. They're all mercenaries. They're saying that because they they're a professional and they're not going to throw anybody under the bus. Yes, they do like that. But any other situation like that, they're going to go somewhere else. They're all mercenaries. That's the name of the game. That's how they. That's how it's been for years. So I've been the decade. I think we put this one to rest for today. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I don't. We don't have time to do anything else. <laughs> so I've been, I've been sitting in my car for like thirty minutes. Hey, nice. Sorry, you, you didn't have to, podcast. but appreciate it. Your job. Get out of here, go. Yeah, I'm, I'm the captain now. I am the captain. Quiet. He muted his mic and was playing ball. Muted his mic. I'm talking to you. There's like a solid okay. 40 minute stretch there. Kevin says two words. Yeah, there was a stretch when you were yeah, just I know, dead silent honestly, there, Kevin. I was Same. really engrossed in it. Like I was really enjoying it as a listener. Kevin muted himself and he's yelling at Lori. And I like, joined Lord, in once in a while. But yeah. Give me the horn. What? My what? what? He's <laughs> watching. He's watching Gordon Ramsay videos. That's what he's doing. In his boxers. In my boxers. Because <laughs> you do know that you're a part of this podcast, and we like to hear you talk about your opinions. Right? Just listening to us. Yes, I, I'm very aware, and I feel like I am my opinions. <laughs> I feel like my voice is heard. <laughs> do you feel like my voice is heard, Mike? <laughs> Thank you for listening to this. Yes, Cap. I absolutely believe you do, Cap. So if, if anybody else has anything else they want to talk about, we definitely don't have time to go into the other stuff we need to talk about, which we could leave for next week. But anybody else have anything they want to point out before we head out? Good, good awesome first out soon. It looks like a, a horror movie in water. I don't know. Oh, you, you, don't oh, even. Uh, 
what what is it Night's um yeah Night's, Night's one. one yeah yeah I'm not not a horror movie guy we'll never see it me <laughs> making Kevin go see it with me okay I don't know about all that yeah we're gonna go see it in theaters Kev better buckle up uh, I mean, you're gonna have to pay Dean you're okay. gonna have to Three. pay for ticket obviously I'll pay for Kevin's ticket whoa really yeah, sure. see, see now or... now Kev's interested are you taking me to dinner first, or you know? You, I mean, you either you want you got to either pay for the movie or the ticket, bro. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> the movie or the ticket? No, you got to either pay for the movie or the dinner, bro. You got to pick one or the other. Oh, what? Yeah, you, yeah. He's got he's got to pay the budget for the film. <laughs> I, I can't believe you people. Um, all right, what do you mean, you um, people? Yeah, oh, how that, did I know? You know. Oh, my God. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? <laughs> oh, come on. You set yourself up for that. That's your I fault. I, oh, right, oh, well, my fault. I get it. Thank you for listening it. to the podcast, everybody. Thank, thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll be two bombs on the Mike Sports Podcast. You can always follow us on our socials, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All at two bombs in a Mike. You can listen to us on Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, and Apple Podcasts, and everywhere they get your podcast. I have been Michael. I have been Christian. I have been Kevin. I have been the third bum. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, we still call it Twitter. Fight us. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.